0: Sipping Something Podcast Episode Four with the one and only <laughs> Jeff Chockley, person I like to call Dad. Normally, a lot of other people like to call him Papa Chock. Doesn't really matter. Point is, he's a great dude. He's got all sorts of awesome stories, and I'm excited to share them because, or sorry, I'm excited to have you share them <laughs> because I'm always. I try to explain to, your life is like you know the phrase your life's like a movie? I've heard that. Your life not is all like
1: not on my life but I've heard that
0: yeah, yeah. phrase. Okay. Well your life is like a lot of movies. <laughs> so because you just have so many instances where <clears throat> I feel like somebody's worst day you've had and I I'm not trying to compare good lives, bad lives, whatever, but you've had so many instances where it would have been somebody else's worst day of their life. And it from the outside looking in. And I think a lot of people would agree, yet you seem to always stay positive. You're like the happiest guy on earth. All the Anybody that talks to me about you, whether it's a teacher you've worked with or students that, had Mr. Jeff as their school janitor or whatever. Everybody loves you. You're always happy, joking around, and this. Yet, you seem to have all this bad luck. So anyways, man, I just talked for a long time going nowhere, but I guess the whole point of this is I want you to kind of share your life story and just kind of share some of the crazy stories that you've gone through Okay. that we like to <coughs> laugh about now. But a lot of them in the moment probably. it was. There were a lot of them that weren't really laughing at the time. Yeah, but they're exciting and I try to tell some of these stories to people and I'm like, man, I wish he could tell you. Although I think I'm probably better at telling stories than you. I I
1: definitely would agree with that. You suck
0: sometimes. Yeah,
1: it's like my words don't flow like they do in my head.
0: Yeah, and it's frustrating because you have some of the best stories that could make the best. Well. I mean, you could put, you could get room's attentions for sure, and then you just. I just need
1: somebody to ask the right questions, and that's where you come
0: in. All right. So, let's just start from the very beginning. Before we get into, like, more of the exciting stuff, let's just talk about, like, where you are born, raised, all that, because you moved around a lot, and.
1: Well, you know, you could start out saying I was born at a very early age. It's true. (laughs) I'm sorry. Um, Well, yeah, bad bad dad jokes, right? Um, I was born in Macomb, Illinois, um, and lived there for not very long. And then we moved, I believe, to Iowa. And um, my dad was a mechanic. And then he got on with a a pipeline company mm-hmm. mid America pipeline, which um had us move a lot in my um life yeah um went to kindergarten, started kindergarten, lived in West Liberty, Iowa, which is a suburb of Iowa city um lived in Iowa City for a while um, I remember parts of that when I was really young um, getting on the school bus in West Liberty Mm -hmm. Um, and then uh, I think after that's when dad got on with the pipeline company (coughs) excuse me and we moved um, to liberal Kansas Mm -hmm. and I went to kindergarten in liberal Kansas also yep and lived in town in liberal um kindergarten first and second grade then third grade fourth grade and fifth grade we moved in the country and i went to kismet grade school
0: okay
1: um lived on a farm had pigs and chickens and a motorcycle to ride around and you know that, those were really fun times in my life uh-huh. I remember good things about grade school there in Kismet um,
0: so okay just to break some of this down so siblings
1: I have at that point I had one sister Angie right and she now lives in Fayetteville Arkansas uh-huh. or in go. that area
0: and we've got plenty of Angie stories we could share, probably.
1: A couple of Angie stories. She always picked on me. No, that's not true. I always picked on her.
0: And you um, put her in a box one time or something?
1: Um. Well, there was, yes. There was one time that I put her in a box and rolled her down a flight of steps. <laughs> um. Those are just things brothers do, right? To younger <laughs> yeah, siblings. Yeah,
0: that sound, sounds right. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um.
0: So many people are about to find out where I get my... <laughs> my hooligan mentality yeah
1: maybe maybe
0: oh that's why he's such a jabroni yeah okay so at how old where are we at as far as age i'm still
1: fifth grade so what 10 sure probably
0: okay and then at some point your dad dies
1: well we moved excuse me the pipeline company, he was a lineman up to that point, going out, checking to make sure the gas is running and stuff, natural gas, um, through the pipeline. And, <clears throat> excuse me, he got transferred, got a new job as a dispatcher in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So we moved to Claremore, Oklahoma, which is a suburb of Tulsa, mm-hmm. and went to sixth grade in Tulsa, in Claremore. Okay. Um, that summer... Um, he, he drowned that summer. We went, um, fishing, um, on a, in a river on a low rock dam, which is just a bunch of big rocks across a river. Mm -hmm. And, um, the floodgates were opened. There was a horn that sounded, but it was right at noon. And so my dad thought it was like the noon whistle for the, the plant. There was a, I think there was a power generating plant on the dam of that river hmm and so the floodgates opened and the water started rising and the majority of the rocks that we were on went underwater um so there was an island downriver from us and my dad tried to help my sister Angie swim to that dam I mean to that island mm-hmm. my mother and I mom and I stayed on the rock Dad got Angie to the the island <clears throat> and then were was coming back to help Mom and I and didn't make it back. And so Mom and I stayed on that rock and Angie on that island for, I'm not, I really don't remember how long, quite a while, mm-hmm. long enough that I went to sleep.
0: So hours, bro.
1: Hours, yeah. yes. And then a boat came and picked Mom and I up because they could see us and then we went to the island and got Angie and then
0: So I've obviously heard this story a billion times, but I don't remember is this is the island and where you're at within sight, I guess?
1: Yeah, yeah. We could see the island.
0: <coughs> Do we have COVID? I don't think so. <laughs> I mean we're clearing our yeah, throat. Yeah, we really
1: out. are. I'm li- I'm sorry. I'm like this <laughs> most every morning. Um <laughs>
0: So okay, so you, I didn't hear what you said. No or yes? You yes,
1: could see we him. could. We could see the island. I don't recall how how far away it was. Not so. Not you far. watched
0: this entire thing take. Place.
1: No, we don't. I don't remember seeing Dad make it to the island and start back. I don't recall seeing that.
0: Yeah, because the I've always kind of understood after hearing you tell the story is like, I don't know why I thought I thought it was like a he left and you. To go to this island, and it was, like, not within sight, and then he just never showed back up. Yeah. So, I thought... I didn't know it was, like, you saw him slash her get to wherever, and then he just...
1: Yeah. So, like, I...
0: I guess what I'm asking, when you were on these rocks with Grandma, did you know, or did you guys know that he wasn't at the island with her? No. Okay. No, we did not. So, there was... Potentially just like he just stayed with her.
1: Yeah, that was a, yeah, that could have been a possibility. I don't recall thinking mm-hmm. that or not thinking that, but. And you're 11.
0: Yes. Yes. Okay. So now, obviously, these are like vulnerable conversations, but what does that do to you at 11 and then kind of going forward where mentality, like, did you, were you guys in church or anything growing up? Um, I
1: was. Um, consider myself a Christian at that time I had been I remember um, my mom led me to the Lord in her kitchen I mean I'm sorry in her bedroom I prayed mm-hmm. to ask Jesus into my heart mm-hmm. um, and that would have been I know that I was baptized in 1974 okay and um, that would have been fourth grade probably Noel well, had to have been th- ten boy ten years old yeah. Yeah. It may have been earlier than that because we still lived in town. So, anyway, yeah.
0: Okay. So, I'm, and I'm not trying to minimize the trauma by saying, since you're a Christian, it doesn't hurt. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah. Right. But right. If you have, <clears throat> of course, you're 11. I mean, you're a child. Yes. So, going forward, your dad dies, you're going back to school. I don't know what any of that looks like. So, I guess that's what I'm asking is like, what does that? What does it do to you, your family? As an 11 year old losing like my dad, mm-hmm.
1: um, I don't really recall a whole lot of it. Um, I know I was um, searching at that time mm-hmm. um, to fill that void of right. not having a dad. Mm-hmm. Um, after dad died and we we moved back to Macomb, Illinois, where my grandparents lived, and lived for a time with my grandparents in Macomb. And then mom bought a house, and I went to 7th grade and 8th grade in Macomb. Okay. And, um, you know, mom really tried really hard to be able to be both mom and dad. Mm-hmm. And did a good job, I thought. I see now looking back that, you know, she was really strong. Mm -hmm. Um, And then she got uh, me in a, uh, boy, I'm sorry, the brain just sometimes disengages. Uh, A group, I guess you'd call it a group, big brothers and big sisters. Uh And um, she got a, a big brother for me. And his name is Joe Taranis, and he still lives in Illinois. Um, He actually came back this last summer. I remember that. And so I got to hook up, meet up with him again. That Mm -hmm. was cool. Um, And then after eighth grade, the summer of eighth grade, we moved back to liberal. Mom and Angie and I moved back to liberal and lived in town of liberal. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was a pretty rough kid.
0: Yeah. Okay. These are some I, good stories. I
1: right?
0: uh uh We're talking was, high school, right? Yeah, high school.
1: Okay. Yeah, junior high. Okay. I went to Start
0: eighth smoking grade. cigarettes and oh, the boys. Well group. I
1: was I was smoking I'm sorry, I had to say I was smoking cigarettes when I was in Macomb as seventh grade, eighth grade. I know um, that's not
0: something we celebrate, but I would kill to have pictures of you as like a 12 year old smoking cigarette on the back on the hood of a car or something that would be awesome yeah yeah i would definitely that would be yeah hung right here
1: macomb macomb was i was kind of a uh a hoodlum right um you know the uh we did some stupid things in macomb Mm -hmm. um bumper skiing was uh a big thing in the winter
0: bumper can you explain bumper
1: skiing um you would wait until a car was parked at a stop sign when there's snow on the road. And you would sneak up behind it and squat down and grab the bumper and wait for the car to take off.
0: You just slide up and and slide. you would
1: just slide behind the car
0: bumper I skiing. not love how many stories you have of having fun. Doing that stupid things. That you should things. not be alive. <laughs> <laughs> Those are my favorite stories. Yeah, yeah. So... Back in liberal for for high school. Back in liberal. And then you came to Topeka, right? Yeah, liberal
1: for freshman year and um, sophomore year in liberal. And then um, while we were in liberal, my mom went back to college. Went to um, Seward County Community College. And there she met my dad, Dana Gorman. mm -hmm. And they got married when I was 13. And um, that was, as a 13-year-old boy, kind of used to being able to do what I wanted to do. Um, I didn't get along real good with Dana. When, when mom <laughs> first got married, it was not a, oh boy, moment for me. Right.
0: And then is there, prior to the marriage, is there this, you're the man of the house, um, I don't really all ever. Of a sudden, some guy shows up. And...
1: I don't know that it was. I'm the man of the house, and I'm taking care of my mom. I don't know that I remember thinking that it was just. Things are gonna change, and I didn't want them to change. Right? You know, I was okay that mom was happy.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you're okay with
1: it? Uh, yeah, I was okay with her being <laughs> happy, but it infringed on me. Fun. Yeah, yeah. Especially when we found out that we were moving from liberal. Um because Dana was going to go to law school in Topeka, Kansas. Okay. And that was the end of my world. I had to leave my friends and um
0: So grandpa's a buzzkill, is what you're telling. Um,
1: well, yeah, he was. But Unreal. you know Yeah. Uh um
0: Yeah. All right, so back to Topeka, or not back to move to Topeka, move to Topeka, and then you, before we get to Topeka, what did you do? What I mean, what liberal Kansas, what do you do for fun there besides the illegal stuff? Um, oh, is that about it? Yeah,
1: um, liberal when I lived there was on um, Paul Harvey had a, a segment about liberal Kansas for what. When I lived in liberal Kansas in the late 70s, it had the highest crime per capita of the nation. For real? Yes. There were um, stabbings and beatings and shootings all the time. Um, It was a rough town. (laughs) Meatpacking plant there. So um, it was just a rough town. Right. Um, so yeah, but even though, you know, we talked about me being a Christian, I definitely was not living a Christian life. We'd go to church on Sunday, but I was Monday through Friday, Saturday, I was pretty rough. Um, at that time is when I really started drinking, Mm -hmm. um, beer, but a lot of it, right? Um, at 14 years old, I started driving, I got my learner's permit and the learner's permit gave me a license to do drive whenever, wherever, and it didn't slow me down that it was supposed to be to school and to work.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, at that time there was a bar on the Oklahoma line, which we were three miles, liberals three miles from Oklahoma. mm mm-hmm. There was a bar called the State Line Bar, and it had a drive-through window that if you could drive through, you could buy beer. And we bought a lot of beer. And um, that's what was fun. That was what we did for fun in Liberal.
0: What's your friend group look like? Big group, small group? Small group, yeah. And so, what do you have any like insane, or not even insane, any like hilarious, funny, like if you were to ask me, like if somebody's like, What were you like in high school? Which, I would say I was crazy, but mostly just, like, wanting to be funny. Yeah. Mostly. Yeah. I mean, I didn't... I drank some, but not much. Especially once I got into, like, the fitness. Like, when I was a senior, junior and senior, and I was really big into working out and stuff, I didn't... I'd go to parties and have my fun, but I didn't really drink. Yeah. um, Which was a blessing in disguise, I suppose. But, I mean, I can act crazy enough without it, right? So. But if you were to ask me like what were your your high school friend group, what could you I could think of a thousand stories with like Dylan Pretty and Ryan Coakley. Right, right. I mean, we right. we had fun. Yeah. Yeah. Even is some of it regrettable? Sure. But I mean, that'll make people mad. People just hit stop yeah, on the puck. Yeah, They're like, yeah. We are not listening anymore. Yeah. What but up? anyways. <laughs> yeah. So Let what me pound it, on that
1: some more. Yeah.
0: So what I guess, do you have any that stand out that are like, man, this is worth telling, like, my grandkid? Because I have stories I don't want to tell my kids, but I want to tell my grandkids. Right. Does that make sense? We, I mean, there were so many times that, you
1: know, like I've said a couple of times now, I was a Christian at that time, and God was saving me for—he has a plan, and— He was saving me for something because there were so many times that I did such stupid things that I shouldn't have made it through it. Right. Purpose.
0: You're maybe saying purpose.
1: Yeah, purpose. Um, Car things, driving stupid, driving Mm. drunk, driving, Mm. um, uh, just doing stupid things in cars. Yeah. Um, Smoked the devil's lettuce? uh, We, yeah, I'm sorry to say I did a little bit of that. A little bit of that. Um, we used to have bottle rocket fights in cars. Um, I do that, and uh, never yeah. mind. I'm not saying what I was about yeah. to say. Yeah, yeah. Wow. You used to do that also, I'm sure. Um,
0: I was going to say I still do. Oh. But I'm not going to say where or who with. Yeah. That's but probably But the people that are involved?
1: They know. They know. They know. They um, know. So, Liberal was... Uh, a lot of weird fun. I mean, mm-hmm. no, I say weird fun. It was fun, and it was stupid things that we did.
0: I, I feel like, of course, I've only lived in small towns. Right. And so that's kind of the only, like, you have to kind of make your own. Yeah. Whereas I feel like maybe if you were raised in Kansas City, there's so many options besides having to create. Like, Growing up in a small town you you find things that we think are fun that other people would be like, What? Why would you you know? Mm-hmm. I remember we used to in Spearman when I was living in Texas. Me, Cameron Wolf, Connor Wolf, and Alex Cineseros. I don't remember whose car it was, but it was a front wheel drive little car. And we used to go steal milk crates. Or not milk crates, but the, the short ones that would hold, like, Coke cans. Oh, okay, yeah. So they're only, like, four inches tall, and then right. they're maybe 16 by 12 or something. Yeah. Hold and a case of pop. Yeah, we'd go out to the airport, out on the, you know, all that concrete, yeah. which I'm pretty sure is not legal, probably. And I think they frowned fun. Was an on active me. airport? I mean, it's mostly just used for, like, private planes. And Yeah, crop dusters. Okay, that kind of okay, okay. So they didn't have like a, you know what I'm saying, the tower? Yeah, they didn't, right. They it, don't have it that. It wasn't a man to tower anyway. Right. Okay. So we'd put those milk crates behind the back, under, we'd lift up oh, the car and put goodness. them on the back tires. Okay. Under them. And you could just floor it. Yeah. And you just spit in yeah. circles and it yeah. was insane. It was like bumper cars. It was yeah. insane. yeah. Because it was just kind of like doing donuts on snow, except like on steroids. Right. Yeah. And I'll never forget, we would do it, and, you know, Cameron is like the most crazy human being to ever live. Uh, Connor wouldn't let him drive. He's like, no, Cameron's not. Cameron will kill, kill himself or somebody. Okay. So, but like, stuff like that. You would tell that story people and people would be like, That does not sound fun at all. Oh. But I guarantee it's top twenty hardest I've ever laughed. Oh yeah. In my entire life. Oh, yeah. And just stuff like that where you just have to be there has to be an ingenuity mm-hmm. within yourself that just that we're so bored in a small town, there's nothing to do, there's no places to go or recreational stuff. So yeah. we just gotta we're gonna create our, our own fun. Right. And I feel like that's what a liberal would be. Yeah. Um, I mean so we're like we don't even have a movie theater. You got to go to Topeka to do anything, yeah, you know.
1: Yeah. In Liberal out um by the railroad tracks there were we called them cliffs, but it was just, you know, a drop off. Um mm-hmm. and we used to take um this little Datsun B210 and jump off of that and up it with that car and that car was a tank. That's we, incredible. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's like an old Nokia phone.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Or like the flip phone you had for about right. eighteen years. Right.
1: That's that awesome. I wish I still had. Yep. That's but yeah, great. Stupid things in cars.
0: And always, I mean, alcohol is involved in like all of it, probably. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was. It That's was. cool. I mean, it gives you some more courage. It was. To yeah. 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 But yeah, again, I mean, there's. I can't imagine, countless, countless instances, I'm sure, wow, I cannot speak, countless instances of you may be waking up, like, the next day, like, ooh, there's something, like, a purpose. Yeah, right. You know, like, wow, right. I should not I should not here. have made it through that. And you're not even 18 yet. No. I mean, no. you're not even an adult, and you're already no. having all these stories of just like, huh. Yeah. We made it. Yeah. We yeah. made it again, you know? Yeah. And, right. That didn't hurt too bad. Let's do that again. Right. One of my favorite pictures is, is of you and Grandma's house uh, riding a dirt bike.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. That That's was a then, sweet picture. That was uh, when we lived on the farm between Kismet and Liberal. Yep.
0: And so back then, so okay, let's just come back to Topeka now. We're in Topeka. Meet new friends.
1: Meet new friends, yeah, yeah. And went to high school in Washburn Rural for my uh, junior and senior year. Mm-hmm. Um, at that time, Washburn Rural was a three-year high school. And so I was coming in as a junior with sophomores, and so a lot of my friends were sophomores. And even then, like you asked how big of a group, I always had a small group of friends, three or four close friends. right. And it was the same way at, at uh, Washburn Rural. Um, did more or less the same things at Washburn Rural. I can remember thinking, okay, I'm moving to a new school. School, Excuse me. I'm going to have a new start here. I'm going to get, not that my friends in liberal were bad, but I'm going to get a new type of friends. I'm going to start over. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry to say that didn't really work out that way. <laughs>
0: You attracted the same crowd. You sound uh, like me.
1: Well, either either I attracted the same type of crowd or I corrupted the same type yeah. of crowd. Right. Um, so, yeah, it was the same thing. Still, still doing the same stupid things. I'd planned on doing better in school, really paying attention and <laughs> studying and doing homework. And it didn't really pan out that way.
0: Yeah, and we'll get into like you being a dad. We'll get into that later, but um there's cool videos float that float around Facebook of like <clears throat> 70s and 80s Topeka Boulevard. Oh yeah. White Lakes. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. And those videos just of dudes talking. I mean, all these cars now that we're like, man, somebody yeah. would kill for that car. Oh, and then my. back then it was like everybody just had them. Right. Right and there's just massive crowds just hanging yeah. out. Like I wish we still had times like that. Yeah, was that your yes your spot?
1: Yes, we would drive from White Lakes um, Mall to um, now it's the the cowboy. What is that? The oh, bar? Uh, yeah, uh, Wild Horse. Wild Horse. And it used to be a Bennigan's there. And we would turn around at Bennigan's and drive back and just drive back and forth. And then we would drive to Martin Tractor Road and have drag races at Martin Tractor Road. Um,
0: Yeah. It's cool to hear these things for me because it's like how many... There's a lot of captains and lieutenants on the job that tell these stories. Oh, yeah. And it's like, I wonder how many times my dad's brushed shoulders with these guys.
1: Very well could have been. Very well could have been.
0: Are you still connected with any... Of your high school friends, like Washburn Rule,
1: um, distantly. I mean, we like Facebook. still talk sometimes. Um, yeah. I definitely still am consider them friends, but mm-hmm. not have them over a lot. Right, should do it more often. Mm-hmm. Um, two in particular are still in Topeka. Jonas. Yes. Yes. Jonas Gearing, he's now my eye doctor.
0: Yeah, we're gonna talk about him extensively yeah, here yeah, a bit. Yeah, yeah, because you probably got some good stories with him.
1: Um, yeah he he was an altogether just smooth guy, you know. Yeah, don't even killed. No, no, <laughs> no, nothing. He was one that I corrupted maybe a little bit. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: Hey, I've been there. Yeah. So, wild in high school. Graduate, congratulations. Yeah. And I mean, I actually, when I graduated, I was shocked. Yeah. So it was a yeah, great time. Yeah. Um, and then you go to trade school.
1: Yes. I went to um, Northwest Kansas Area Vocational Technical School in Goodland, Kansas for auto body repair.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Learned how to paint cars. And while in Topeka, when we first moved to Topeka, I had a 1980 Toyota Celica, and I sold that Celica. And bought a 74 Malibu. And when I bought it, it had a six-cylinder, straight six, 250 in it. And um, we went to Goodland for auto body repair, and I did the the paint and body on it, fixed it up nice, and it still had this six-cylinder, and it was like I'd come back to Topeka and go to White Lakes and sit there with that nice-looking car Mm Mm-hmm. And you would start it, and there's that little six-cylinder purring in it. And it just didn't fit.
0: I mean, here you were, ladies, a lady under each arm, and then you start your car and they run. Yeah, they did. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's
1: rough. So, um, had a buddy in Goodland that had a Chevelle that was supposed to have a 454 big block in it, but it had a 350, a rebuilt uh, Corvette motor in it. Mm Mm-hmm. And so he wanted to get a 454 put in his Chevelle, so I bought his 350 and took it to McCook, Nebraska, to a speed shop and poured way too much money in it getting it built up and put in that Chevelle, which we drove from uh, Goodland to McCook, Nebraska with that 250 trying to blow it up, Mm -hmm. and it would not pop. That was a strong engine. I should have kept it. But uh, put that Chevelle, put that uh, Corvette motor in the Chevelle that we had bored out and put big pistons in and a big cam and big old Holley on it and put it in that Chevelle. And uh, my tickets got really bad from then on with that Mm -hmm. car.
0: What's the fastest you ever went on Topeka Boulevard?
1: A hundred plus
0: yeah. That's pretty that's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. I mean, that's a good way to kill somebody. Yeah, yeah. But um
1: Yeah. I I like I said earlier, I got my driver's <clears throat> license when I was fourteen. The very first day I got my license, I got a speeding ticket. <laughs> a seventy two and a fifty five on highway uh highway eighty three. Heck yeah. B um yeah. Set the bar. Yeah, yeah. And it went downhill from there. That's
0: good. So, Stupid you and... Stupid driver. Yeah, that's good. So, you and Jonas did all sorts of wild stuff, which I assume is all just car stuff, drinking stuff, that kind of...
1: Yeah, yeah. Didn't... I mean, we didn't go out and do fights and... You ever get arrested? No. No.
0: Never once? You ever been put in handcuffs?
1: Mm, no, not that I recall. For real? Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm shocked, actually. Yeah. I don't know if that's a compliment or an insult, but I'm shocked that you've yeah. never been in handcuffs. Yeah,
1: well... Just one of those things, I was fortunate to not be in the bad enough spot that I got caught, I guess. Yep. Lots of times that I should have been. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been taken to the police station, but not really arrested.
0: <laughs> Hold on. Well, okay. Okay, I guess you it... straight up just dodged, I feel Oops. like. Oops. Go ahead and hit it one more time for the people. Okay, They're sorry. Like... <laughs> I feel like you straight up just dodged all that. You didn't lie to me, but you... I said, have you been arrested or handcuffed? And you're like, huh? Nope. <laughs> and then you're like, well, I did get taken well, to the police station. Well, okay.
1: Okay. That is later. You want to come back to that later?
0: We can. Yeah, that you just This is after me I when... met
1: this is after I met Bonnie. Okay. Bonnie so,
0: Chocolate, great woman. Yes, she is. <laughs> so fill me in now on. Um because like Okay, you go out there. Did you get a job painting cars?
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Out there or here? Here, in um, okay. Topeka. So now you're in Topeka yes. for the long run starting yeah, now. Yeah. Okay.
1: After graduating from VoTech, I came back to Topeka. Um got a job um uh, painting cars. Um and worked I think I worked at 3-4 different body shops. Um
0: and over just the kinda, five years and then just jumped around after that with like different trade jobs, essentially.
1: Well, I went from I was painting cars. Um, and I worked at a um, it's called aged auto restoration out of Forbes field. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was doing fine with it and I enjoyed it, but I didn't really see myself doing it for the rest of my life. And one of the owners there, his wife, worked at a printing company in Topeka. And they were looking for a customer service rep delivery driver. And so I quit doing body work and went to work for H.M. Ives & Sons Printing as a driver, Mm -hmm. um, which was really stupid because as many speeding tickets as I got... After I got the job, they found out how many speeding tickets I had and how stupid of a driver I was. And um, they gave me an ultimatum. If I got one more ticket ever, that I would be fired on the spot, whether it was in their vehicle or in my own vehicle. That's how bad my driving record was.
0: Nice. So,
1: (laughs) So it's probably... Very fortunate that I was able to maintain that job because I didn't get any more speeding tickets after that, so
0: that's impressive, yeah you, yeah, me.
1: yeah, well, I went through a pretty big life change <clears throat> during that time working for Ives um, so
0: okay, you wanna talk about that
1: We'll get there. We're still at um you know while I was in Votech, I met a lady. Or met a girl. I guess we were still young, so we call her girl and Mm -hmm. me a boy. Mm -hmm. And um, we were married, and I had a daughter, and her name is Crystal. Mm -hmm. And she still lives in Topeka.
0: Saw her at the gym yesterday. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. That's
1: cool. And so um, we were married five years and then divorced. Um, Lived in a trailer park in. Topeka at 45th and Adams. Woke up one Sunday morning with, you know, back then we didn't have cable TV. Well, there was cable TV available, but I didn't have it. Right. So you wake up on a Sunday morning and there's three TV channels and all three of them had church on it. Uh So it was like, okay, do you want to sit here and watch church on television or should you get up and go to church? So I got up and went to church and went to Wanamaker Road Baptist Church. And that Sunday morning, um, well, there was a lot of changes going on in my life there. I knew that I wasn't doing what I needed to be doing. Mm-hmm. was drinking way too much and just being stupid. Yeah. Um, so I thought the best thing for me was to start going back to church and trying to get closer to God and uh, see what difference that would make.
0: Yeah, because I mean, at the time, ultimately, you're just trying to. How do I be a better human? Yeah, because I'm. Yeah. Not yeah. Because I'm not doing great right now. Okay. Right. So, that happens. That did happen. And you're divorced already. I was say? divorced. Yes. Yes. So you're by yourself at this trailer.
1: Um, I still had Crystal with me. Yes.
0: Okay. How old is she? Five. Okay. So, that happens. And it was just, was it like a kind of an automatic, like a switch was flipped in you, I um, think?
1: Not at that point. I still was drinking, but I was going to church. Um, met your mom there. Um, I can remember that very first day going into church and seeing Bonnie in the choir loft and thinking, wow, that's a good looking She's woman. She's up there singing? Yes, she was. Yes, she was. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's classic.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so, um, that was in January. Met her in January. Um, they were having a Sunday school Christmas party, and she invited me to that. And first I, date,
0: she shot her shot. You didn't shoot yours. Um, Do you know what that means? That's a new age. I guess not, phrase. maybe. Like, she used the pickup line, not you. She pursued yeah, you, yeah, you didn't yeah. pursue her. Well
1: yeah. It was. I mean at that point, you know, it was she was just being friendly. I mean, she had no intention of having any type of relationship. She is mm-hmm. just such an outgoing person yeah. that uh she invited me to that Sunday school um Christmas party. Mm-hmm. And I attended it, went to it. But I remember then asking her if uh I could call her sometime. And if we could go out sometime. Yeah. Um, And she said yes. And so.
0: Were you, what, when you asked, did you have confidence? Were you like, nah, she's, I got this one.
1: Oh, yeah. Or did oh, you, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can't wait. It's, yeah. I, had I can't conf- wait for her to yeah. hear
0: this confidence. That's going to be awesome. Yeah.
1: Um, At least that's how I remember it. Yeah. So that first date, we went to, um, we went roller skating and the Pizza Hut. And then in the Pizza Hut, no, we went roller
0: skating and to Pizza
1: Hut. Oh,
0: uh, I was gonna say, man, they had a different Pizza Hut yeah, back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no,
1: I just smacked the microphone again, folks. Thank you,
0: they love it. Uh, so, you gone on first date, was this like a love at first sight type of thing?
1: Um, well, we were married six months after we met.
0: Okay, and she's... met in so January, married in June. Okay, and you're bringing Crystal in? Yes. And she's bringing Justin in. Justin yes. and yes.
1: Nick. Yes. Okay.
0: Yes. And was all that like smooth sailing? Like was it pretty Cuz I mean Justin at the time, I don't assume she had any contact with his dad. No, still. So no. it was kind of like Justin's about to be. I mean,
1: Justin was 8. 7 or 7. Okay.
0: How old's Nick compared to Justin? Nick was eighteen months. Oh, he's a tyke. He was a baby. Yeah, mm. yeah. But you're—I mean, <clears throat> she's now about to play mom for Crystal, and you're right. gonna play dad for right, right, the boys, right. So, and was that pretty
1: not real smooth sailing? No, really? no. I mean, the boys accepted me fine, mm-hmm. and um, yeah,
0: okay. So, then at some point you guys so you guys are going through your marriage. At some point, Corey shows up. Yep, on the scene. You yep. guys have Corey, and then a few years later you have the man, the myth, the legend.
1: That's the one. That's the one. I mean,
0: yeah. I had a question wrote down somewhere. Who's your favorite son?
1: Oh, every one of them.
0: uh. <laughs> uh Equal in us equal all the time, so at at some point, you adopted Justin, yes, so he became Justin Chocolate. yes, he did, Nick's dad um, is still alive, and they still have a great relationship, yes, and so yes. that's cool, but um after me, you're a dad of five now, yes, is that we had a my busy math house right, yeah. yeah. And then you had, uh, the Megan situation yes. that was before me, yes. I guess. Right, but bon-
1: mom had two stillborns and a miscarriage. So yeah, and then Megan and Dylan.
0: I've apologized to mom so many times for that. Really? Yeah, because they were all before me. Yes, they were. And I'm like, I remember. Of course, I'm a I'm a clown. Everybody knows that. And so I've oh I've told mom probably I don't know a dozen times or better like. They were probably, and you should not joke about this, I, I feel like. But mom thinks it's funny because I guess. Because it's coming from you. Yeah. But like, man, I bet you, I mean, they could have like cured cancer or something, but she's stuck with this lousy fireman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry, mom. I'm sorry yeah. to bring the disappointment on well, you. Well, and,
1: and she had to take so many shots just because of, you know, medication. To keep you viable, more or less, because
0: she knew who was coming. Yeah, that's she was. I mean, she was like, "Ah, this guy. We got to make. Yeah, we got to make sure he makes it." I get it. Anyway, that's about the most arrogant thing I've ever said out of my mouth. uh, But it's funny. It is to her. It is,
1: and I mean, we we everybody knows that you're not (laughs) totally serious. So,
0: yeah, I mean, I hope. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Sometimes I don't laugh at those. Yeah. And people are like, what? Yeah. Um, so I come into the picture and then now here's where these are the exciting stories for me or not exciting. That sounds horrible for some of them were. Yeah. That I can kind of remember like childhood on my last episode, me and Cody talked about you babysitting us and how hilarious that is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, our only memory from that is nine eleven. We remember watching nine eleven on TV with you. And then, what's what what do you think bad bad situation number one is after I'm born? Because I feel like these were the biggest things were after my birth, right? I'm gonna explain why I can't keep yeah. We'll get to the whole. We're gonna get to the whole. Jeff can't see the microphone. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> don't okay. you guys worry. Okay. You'll get a pass. Okay. Um, I'm gonna put like a little tally at the bottom of the screen. How many times <laughs> each time? Actually, no. I don't know how to edit like that. But if I could, you can imagine. Somebody is counting them. Yeah. Um. What was I saying? I don't remember. I'm old, dude. Oh, we were talking about We were talking bad. about... Most of them came after me, I right, feel like. Right, right, right. I well, mean, I kicked off your guys' Your bad news. Yeah. <laughs> you were born
1: in... 95. 95. Okay. So we got to go before that.
0: Okay. Good.
1: ahead. Um, I'm mind blank. We found out about my eyes in 2000. Yeah, so that's after me. We can rewind back to... Um yeah
0: when's when's Rattlesnake I feel like that's number Rattlesnake you
1: were that would have been in 98
0: so and I remember that
1: yeah well not
0: vividly but I yeah. remember being in the truck
1: yeah you so were, to
0: me that's number one okay. and then Broken Back Eyes etc yeah yeah I had like three and each one of these could be a movie Is one of them. yeah yeah
1: I'm trying to think. I'm. I'm sorry. I have a hard time doing the timeline. Yeah. Which was first? Really yeah. Tough. It hurts. Tough disease. Too. Um. We Bonnie and I, mom and I, were married in 1990. <clears throat> you were born in, born in 95. Um. In 98. Um. I think I broke my back before I was rattlesnake bit.
0: Hmm. I mean, it's your life. Yeah. <laughs> you no, you, I you would.
1: You would think that I would figure that timeline, but let's go with that. Um, um, this was... is
0: about to change how I tell my story about you breaking your back, and I'll explain really? it when we get to it. Yeah. Okay. Well, kind of upsets me actually because I was telling it pretty good to people. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, why don't you tell
0: it? I'm not going to because okay. I'm gonna I'm, now I'm gonna butcher it because I mean it's okay. been a lie this whole time.
1: Yeah, what because of truth? time frame yeah. or because of how it happened.
0: How? Because I was under the impression that that is what led to you finding out about your eyes.
1: No. Oh, jeez.
0: No. I mean, I've been telling that story. I'm sorry for to say that was decades. just,
1: finding about my eyes was just kind of happenstance. It didn't really have anything to do with the roof or the sn- rattlesnake bite, but they the eyes probably contributed to both of those things.
0: Okay, so th- that makes the broken backstory not even exciting to me. Really? I mean, <laughs> the guy fell off a roof, he broke his back next. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I was telling it as, I mean, I'd go into detail, but you fall off a roof, broke your back, and then they ask you in the hospital, why did you fall off the roof? And you said, I couldn't see the edge. And then... They All said, true. why couldn't you see the edge? And then they looked into your eyes and found out you're blind. Oh. That's what I thought the story was, I'm which is sorry. way better.
1: I'm sorry to burst that bubble. No, it didn't happen quite that yeah. dramatically. So he broke his back.
0: Ooh, big yeah. whoop now. Yeah. I mean, now yeah. it's not even cool. I'm sorry. Well.
1: Changed everything. Okay, so, so this was. I
0: mean, do you want to add anything
1: to that story? That was more or less it. I, I mean, was helping a buddy roof a house. I was rolling the felt out and, uh. Using the slap tacker, whatever you call that, mm-hmm. tacking the the felt down, and I just crawled backwards off the roof. We and landed
0: were, on your tailbone or on landing, your on your back?
1: landing, landed, setting more or less compression, compression. Yep, yep. Compression Ouch. fractured two vertebrae.
0: Um, oh, and not yeah, and I want to say. Another thing I add to that story, golly, this is going to suck up. this part time, true, too, because I've straight up been lying to people, is that you had just gotten a job offer for a full time fire department. I had and interviewed. And they told you, they changed it and said, you're never going to be the same because you're back. Yeah,
1: I had interviewed for
0: a firefighter position, yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so you were on, that's another thing to note, is I'm technically a second generation firefighter because you, you worked on a volunteer place and then. You got on, uh, we're going to get on potentially that spot, and then you broke your back. Yeah. And that kind of throws a big wrench into the
1: It changed, yeah. Yeah, because I had passed the written and I had passed the physical agility and was going in for my um, second, would have been the second interview. Hmm. And um, I had to call them that day and say, hey, I'm not going to be able to make it. I'm re recovering from a broken back and they said well we're sorry to be able to have to say this to you then that um, you're not going to be eligible because of that injury right you would be liable or could be but yeah
0: so yeah that's so
1: the broken bad news there's a lot of bad news that came with that but there were so many things that could have been worse with the bad with the broken back because i crawled off of one end of the house where I fell onto a wooden deck. If I'd have crawled off the other end of the house, it would have been two stories down to a concrete driveway. Dead. Um, yeah, probably not just felt like I got the wind knocked out of me and stood up and walked to my pickup truck and then drove myself to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Probably okay. would have been different.
0: Yeah. Let's talk Rattlesnake. Okay. I want you to tell that story. In detail, front to back. Um, and before you, I'm going to give you about 36 seconds for you to think <laughs> about this. Okay. Before Because I'm going to go refill this coffee. Okay. So these people are going to have to sit in silence for 36 seconds. Oh, man. If you have any ad reads you'd like to do, um, I, mean, uh, I know yeah. you're a big businessman yeah. now. Yeah, if you not, have anything you want to no. pitch to the people, now's your time. Not I'll really. be right back. Okay.
1: Everybody else should be going to getting their something to sip also, which we didn't talk about yet either, is what we're sipping this morning. We did not. Just like not the other morning with when you uh, were visiting with Cody Albers, we're just doing coffee again this morning.
0: Yeah. We are. All right. Okay. You got well, this thing lined up in your head and ready oh, to Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. We were on our way out to... And actually, the broken back did happen first. Okay. And then the rattlesnake bite. Okay. Um, I was... We were driving out to my buddy that I was helping roof, Harold Patterson. We were driving out to his house mm-hmm. out near Dover.
0: Okay.
1: And I saw a snake crawling across the road and thought, I'm going to try and catch that snake because I didn't know what kind of snake it was. But I was trying to catch the snake because another buddy of mine that I worked with at that time, Steve Megason, had snakes. Mm -hmm. And I thought, we used to have, um, we used to stage um, wolf spider fights. Okay. And so I thought, well, I'm going to get this snake and maybe we can have a snake fight. Yeah. So... I was lucky or unlucky enough to stop the pickup truck passenger side tire right on top of the snake. So it was pinned underneath the pickup. Can't move. Can't move, no. And I was lucky or unlucky enough to have a few baseball-sized rocks in the bed of the pickup truck Mm -hmm. that I threw down hitting this snake, trying to disable it to where I could grab it.
0: You weren't trying to kill it?
1: No, I was trying to disable it to where I could get it. Um, still at this point, didn't know what kind of a snake it was. It, uh, whether its rattle was pinned underneath the truck or what, I'm not exactly sure. Um, so I plugged it with these rocks that were in the bed of the truck, three or four, and then ran out of rocks. So I thought it was pinned down lucky or unlucky enough reached down to grab one of the previous rocks and he wasn't pinned down and it bit me. Uh, as soon as it bit me it felt like somebody was actually the bite didn't really hurt that much it just felt like um, like the prick from a rose yeah. on my left hand. Um, but by the time I Walked around to the truck and backed the truck off of the snake to see what. To see if I could do anything else, it was crawling down in the ditch, and I saw that it was a rattlesnake at that point. And by that time, it felt like somebody was holding a lighter to my hand, yeah, where I had been bit. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: you, and now you're you're filled with regret.
1: Yeah, yeah, I was I was uh, looking back, saying, "Boy, that was not a very smart thing to do." Yeah. So. Cuss words? No cuss words. No, no. You and Corey were both in the truck, and Corey didn't, neither of you saw it happen, but Corey, old enough to know that something wasn't going right, and he started crying. And you said, it's okay, Corey. Noah and Jesus are with us. Noah now, and Jesus. now, I'm not exactly sure why Noah, maybe because of, I don't know.
0: It's a great Bible story. It is I a mean, great Bible story. Guys has got faith.
1: Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> he out. was with us. Yeah, okay. So I went ahead and um, got back in the truck, um, and we proceeded to drive on to Harold's house, where there we... Called the ambulance, and the ambulance came and got me and took me to the hospital. Um, had, before the ambulance got there, was putting my hand in the sink full of ice, thinking, okay, that's going to help, which don't know if it really did or not. Yeah. Um, but got in the ambulance, made it to the hospital, and the hospital really— didn't exactly know what to do about it because there's really not a whole lot of uh rattlesnake bites administered to the hospital
0: at least at that time at least at I that time i think it's i think it's gotten
1: more more really yeah, yeah. okay they did have anti so was giving anti- me that anti venom venom what yeah venom the medicine he that's, drank in high school yeah a lot um the medicine that's supposed to counter attack, counter rattlesnake venom. Yeah. So anyway.
0: Yep. So then they flew you or they yeah, couldn't handle it. Yeah. They flew you. Wow, I They can't kept talk telling
1: you. mom, Yeah, the book says to do this, the book says to do that. And mm-hmm. they were telling her, you know, they called her. We I called her from Harold's house and then She came to the hospital, and they kept telling her, the book says to do this, and the book says to do that. None of them really had had any experience doing whatever the book was telling them to do. Right. Um,
0: That's a great thing to hear probably for you. Yeah. I'm sure that calmed the nerves.
1: Yeah, I don't really remember hearing that. That was them talking to mom. Okay. Um, I remember being really sick and wanting her to take you boys away because I didn't want you seeing what was going on. Um, Do you think you were going to die? Um, I, I had never thrown up that hard before ever. So yeah, I thought I was going to die from the inside out. It hurt and my arm hurt and it Mm -hmm. had at that point, my hands swelled up. My arm had started to swell up, made it all the way up to my shoulder swell swelling up. Um, and, yeah, I, I didn't think I was doing real good. Right.
0: A foot in the grave and a foot on a banana peel.
1: Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. So um, they life-flighted me to KU Med. And, excuse me. Um, so I got to fly in a helicopter. That was kind of cool. But the only thing I remember about it being loud and rough and bouncing around. Mm-hmm. Um, so flew to KU Med and everything. They started giving me something else, and the swelling started going down. i didn't lose any fingers didn't lose anything, so it's good news one of those long term effects
0: that, though
1: long term effect my left hand never sweats other it's than like that, that. No. I think it's
0: so crazy that you'll you'll be like wearing leather gloves in the summer and take it off, and your hand is bone dry yeah, that's yeah. crazy, yeah <clears throat> yeah um okay so bit by a rattlesnake broken back eyes eyes i would say this is the most influential in your life as It's far definitely
1: as... a changing uh situation changed yeah, a lot of things
0: the rattlesnake and the broken back those kinds of things suck
1: yeah it hurt but, but lasting they... effects not really so much right So at some point in 2000, we had taken you boys to a new eye doctor. And I needed new glasses at that time. I knew because my glasses were pitted from welding and, you know, not wearing a welding helmet and just using glasses to protect from sparks, from grinding stuff and whatever. So I knew I needed new glasses. Yeah. So... I had him check my eyes. Also, they sat me down at a machine that um, measures your um, field your field of vision. Mm-hmm. And is this Jonas or no? No, this was a different doctor. Okay, in North Topeka. Um, uh, they were administering that test, and she kept telling me, "Now, just press the button when you see the dot." And she asked me that a number of times. And every time I, you know, said, I, okay, I will make the dot come. Right. And um, she finished up the test. And the doctor came in and said, uh, the way I remember it, and it was probably a little different than this, but I, what I remember is the doctor saying, What you have, we can't help. And I was like, What are you talking about? I need new glasses. Mm hmm and he said no we believe that you have a an eye disease called retinitis pigmentosa you're going blind and we can't stop it so i made an appointment with jonas
0: what before you move on what is that i mean that Ret- comes through your ears and then okay what does that make you feel like I mean, I would imagine like a stomach drop,
1: yeah, I mean, it was like, oh okay, this should be and uh, I don't know, I mean, this is gonna change a lot of things, yeah. you know, how am I gonna provide for my family, right? how am I gonna take care of my wife? Mm-hmm. how am I gonna work um uh, you know when you're I can remember being young, thinking and and talking about this and saying you know, if I ever had to lose any of my senses, my eyesight would be what I wouldn't want to lose. Yeah. And I can remember, I remember saying that, thinking that, and here we are. Mm -hmm. Um, What retinitis pigmentosa is, is your retinas, which is more or less the film of your eyes, is dying. It's uh, made up, not to get too... uh, uh, scientific, I guess. Your eyes are made. Your retinas are made up of rods and cones, uh-huh. and the rods and cones are dying.
0: Simple as that. I'm not. I'm just. I'm just laughing at you saying not to get too scientific because as I'm if really you're not just really... going to talk over somebody's yeah, head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's like me. Not to talk over your head here, right? But, uh... Right.
1: Well. <laughs> Nobody probably needs to know that either, but that's what's happening.
0: So you go to Jonas. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, dude.
1: Yeah. He said, yeah, you have retinitis pigmentosa. If you have something that you want to read, you better do it now. Because he knows how much I enjoy to read. Mm -hmm. So um, he said this is a very slowly progressing disease, or can be. But it can also, you could wake up tomorrow and it'd be done. Yeah. Now, this was in 2000. Mm-hmm. It's 2022 now. So for 22 years, it really hasn't changed all that much. My vision field hasn't really shrunk much. Mm-hmm. Um, there's times that it's worse than other days, just feels like anyway.
0: Yeah. Well, there's more stuff in front of you. Yeah. Maybe that's it. I always talk to people about you having iron legs. Like, like if, I, if I could pick one piece of your body to have on my body, it would be your shins. Because I'm pretty sure they're, like, indestructible at this well, point. With they're kind of the hamburger. So, yeah, I mean, just... So, <clears throat> Jonas tells you this. Do you immediately take action as far as, like... Are you wanting to... Like, talking to mom, like... uh Man, if we have a vacation we want to go on or if we there's something we want to see we're gonna to have to do it yeah is no, there any of that that goes on not really or does your i guess what is your does your life change at that time in the way of because you i mean you were living like that already you just didn't know it right so right. what did knowing it change
1: um initially really not a whole lot i i i mostly stopped driving mm-hmm but at that point, I was still driving in Silver Lake.
0: Oh yeah, see, and I remember you driving for a long time. Yeah, yeah.
1: I wouldn't drive into Topeka, mm-hmm. but you know, it was like, okay, you're telling me that I'm going blind, but I've been like this, um, yeah, and just uh, accommodated
0: with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so. And you had go. Goal- I mean. Because I remember you talking about the one thing that you prayed for that you wanted to see was all your kids graduate. Yeah, yeah. And yep. I graduated seven years ago now, yeah. which is nuts to me. Right, right. So, I mean, that's yeah, I mean, that's a, a huge blessing, I would think, yeah. in your eyes. That was
1: one <laughs> of the things that I can remember telling myself and telling Bonnie, I want to be able to see the boys. I want to see, physically be able to see the boys
0: graduate from high school. Mm-hmm. And, and it's such a toss up with that disease because I remember, so every time I go in to get a checkup, Jonas does some sort of special picture of right, my eyes that couldn't, right. it's supposed to be able to show it right earlier that you wouldn't maybe, cause you don't always look for it. Right. And I remember the last time I was in there, he said he had just diagnosed like a kid, mm-hmm. like young. I don't know let's just say between the ages of 10 and 20 uh teenager and he said that he had just diagnosed him with it and they were already sending him through classes like to learn how to use a cane and a dog oh really cuz like it was going to be so they just saw how aggressive it was with him and it's that's what's crazy is it i mean it's luck of the draw right as far as your progression goes and it doesn't have to be My understanding is it doesn't have to be a constant, slow-moving. No. I mean, you could wake up tomorrow and it just be... That's the way I understand it, too. Yes. And... Yeah. Which is insane. But... What... I mean, now you've been living with it for 21 years. Yep. And... Obviously, you don't drive. You're limited on what you can do because of that. Right. And because of Right. I mean other things. They're not gonna let you work certain jobs right. without having a yeah. Good eyes. But and I kind of just des- describe it to people as like you can see like people listening right now are probably probably like, he ain't blind, he's looking right yeah. at it. Right. But I try yeah. to describe like imagine looking through toilet paper rolls. Yeah. It's a pretty exactly. solid. And so it, what a funny story of that is I remember in like twenty 14, 13, 14, 15, somewhere in there. I was working cattle with Sheldon Saya, And Vic Saya came up to me. And rest in peace to Vic. Everybody loves Vic. He walks up to me. And he's like nearly out of breath because he's so excited to talk to me about something. (laughs) And I'm like, what's up, Vic? And obviously he throws in several profane words. But he's coming at me with good news. I'm like, what's up, man? And he goes, kid, I got to tell you, your dad's been living an effing lie. He's been <laughs> lying to you guys. And I'm like, what do you mean? What's going on? He goes, I was at the racetrack last night. I sat there and watched him sit on the top row at Thunder Hill or wherever. And I watched him watch those cars go around that track. Your dad is not blind. And he's just going <laughs> off. And so I had to describe to him like, ah, oh, okay, you think he's he's got... I said, actually, that's why he sit on the top rows because he could see better from farther. And uh, oh, okay. he, but he was just like he thought because everybody hears Jeff Chocolate's blind, so they think that just means right. You got nothing, and so he straight up was like, "I got the, I'm about to change your life with this news. You're gonna have to get it out of your dad, but he's not blind, dude. Yeah, I mean, he was uh, so uh. pumped up to tell me, and I remember just dying laughing. Because I'm like, no, no, Vic, here's what's going on with his eyes. And he goes, oh, all right, never mind then. <laughs> he doesn't like, sorry. Uh, it was so funny. But well. I just, what is, I guess what, and you have so, it's not just the rattlesnake, the broken back, the eyes, the you stepping in a hole at a golf course. It's not just these things that are bad stories. You have so many, it seems like. Where it's just like, even just small silly stuff that it's like, that dude can't catch a break. And everybody agrees. It's so fun. I I don't remember who it was, but somebody was like, man, if your dad didn't have bad luck, he wouldn't have any luck at all. And I was like, yeah. And everybody that approaches me about you is like, first off, I never heard a single person say something bad about you. And that's like six. Yeah. (laughs) But, um I would say that when people speak of you, they speak about, I would say mostly your mood. Like, nobody's like, Jeff Chocolate's in a bad mood. I've not heard somebody say that. Or, and if you ever were, it would be, people would think something's really going on. Because you just, the way you carry yourself and walk around, they would think you just have a perfect life. Like, what does this guy have? That I don't, I mean, he has all these things that I would, I mean, if I was in your shoes, I would complain about so much. And people would say, it's warranted complaints. That dude deserves to be mad at the world by what he goes through on a daily basis with frustrations and whatever that comes from the eyes. Um, What is it that, that keeps you from going to that place in your head? Or if you are in that place, how do you hide it so well? Um, I really,
1: I don't want to th- think that I'm, or have somebody think that I'm um, in a terrible situation. Mm-hmm. Because really I'm not. It could be a whole lot worse. Totally. Um, I think I'm blessed because of the things that I've gone through make me what I am today. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I hope that people don't think that that's kind of a cop-out. That, uh, well, those are just words. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like a cliche, because things right. could be a whole lot worse. Oh, yeah. We all have. I mean, it, 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 it hurts when I run into tables that are down low that I can't see. Right. Or kick a mop bucket. Or... Anything, um, but there are so many things. There are things that I can't do. But the major thing is is not being able to drive. Mm-hmm. That that really bugs me. That I have to. Um, I don't have that as independence the way most people do. That have the ability to be able to drive. Um, but I live in a country that. I mean, I could live in Nicaragua. In the mountains of Nicaragua mm-hmm. and not even have a car. Yeah. I could be, you know, I'm blessed to live in a nation that I live in that things are pretty easy here, even with the situation that I have with my eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm blessed that this is a, a progressive disease, and yet mine really hasn't progressed. Why yeah. is that? I can't right. explain it other than God's got a plan for it. Mm-hmm. I am evidently still supposed to be doing what I'm doing now because I can still see.
0: Yeah, and it's... I. How much of your time is spent? I mean, just simple stuff. So, like, somebody needs to work on something on their house. They just go to the store and get it. You can't. So all your time, but it does seem like all your time is spent devoted to people and serving people. And whether it's the lady down the street in your neighborhood that you're helping, or um, I remember you used to take care of an elderly man in, in Silver Lake, and just you pour so much of your free time into others. And, or, I mean, even foreign missions which and one thing i love that is that you it's not like you just go on these foreign missions as a here's a story speaking of foreign missions oh <laughs> i almost watched you die me and Triton smith and brock schwartz well hey everybody we were in nicaragua building a church and we were all jumping off a water a waterfall into, yeah. into a, whatever you want to call that, lake. And we all did it. We'd swim to the shore. And for whatever reason, to the, that day you wanted to decide to swim about as good as a rock swims. Yeah, I'm not really a very strong swimmer. I mean, I straight up, and it just gave me like all sorts of, I was like 18 maybe at the time, 17, 18. And I remember you jumping in and you seemed like you were doing fine. And then you get like halfway and you're like, it was like, I wonder if he's having a heart attack, because you were just like, I just saw the panic in your yeah. face go from stroking along to the just, oh, no. Yeah, yeah. I remember And the fear, that. straight up impending doom that yeah. went on in your head, and you straight up said, help. And I was like, oh, no. And Trent Smith went and pulled you out of the water. And I was yeah. like, I almost watched my dad die in yeah. a foreign country
1: yeah,
0: the same way his dad died. Yeah. Drowning. Yeah, I- and I was like, oh, man, we aren't, that ain't how we're dying. And so then another time you get lost from in a foreign country when you guys out on like an excursion or you got separated from the got Do separated you remember when that? We
1: went to the market, yeah.
0: The blind yeah. guy yeah. ends yeah. up separated from the group. Yeah. Who's in a country that most people can't understand you what can't I'm saying. Communicate with anybody.
1: Yeah. yeah, that was that was kind of a hairy situation.
0: The I first I mean your time, eyes, uh, I just think about, or like the Pro Bowl. Remember that story? Yeah. When you ran into some massive—well, yeah. yeah. no, you ran into a massive dude's wife. Yeah. Yeah. And he yeah. thought you were trying to cop a feel or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And you're yeah. trying to explain, no, I'm blind, and nobody believes you. They're right. Like, yeah. Okay. Where's right. your cane then? Yeah. Yeah. All cause you bumped. I mean, you could have got killed. Yeah. Yeah. He was. That guy would have ate pretty, your lunch. He
1: was pretty unhappy. Oh man. Yeah. The first time that I went to Nicaragua, we were putting the the metal roof on, and, you know, the purlings, which is like the truss, um, I was trying to more or less jump, not really jump, but stretch myself to the next purling, and I almost didn't make it, and if I hadn't made it, I would have fallen, and... I probably shouldn't have made it. But I look back there saying, God saved me in that situation because really I shouldn't have been able to reach to that next purling the way I was trying to get there. Right. Or and I would have fallen a long ways.
0: So I guess I wanna dig a little deeper into the my original question of how do you keep this attitude mentality? I mean I really don't I know. Remember, I remember even like when I was younger and you were working at the, the old preschool, that's no longer a thing. And even back then, like teachers just, I mean, you're, you're selfless. You do, I mean, you're just always there, it seems like, and, not, and you don't complain. And if you do complain, it's like a, a joke, like, I think maybe the extent of you complaining that I've seen would be you, like, oh, yeah, gotta love, you gotta love wiping the same table four times in one day. Yeah. Like, just, like, sarcastic. But you're not, like, I hate my life, I hate my job, this sucks. And kids, the kids love you. But Which, by the way, I don't think we've even mentioned. You're a janitor at a school from... For however many years, 20 years. 20 years, yeah. Um, So that probably would help a lot of the people that are like, why does he keep talking about teachers and students? Um, But everybody's in agreement that Jeff Chocolate is just a happy person, and it's so hard to find something to complain about when talking about you. And it's, everybody I know I can say something negative about. And, like, for you, like, I don't know what I could say that would be a negative. Your eyes suck. I mean, I genuinely like, what can I, and that's, I mean, I, I tell everybody that you're like the greatest human on earth and I don't, don't know where it comes from because I feel like if I had been through the same life you had, I'll tell you this, if you would have died when I was 11, I don't, I wouldn't have made it through high school. ain't no way. No. So like just to see i guess how you just go through life like it's and maybe it is maybe it's all just faith based and you're like there's a purpose there's a reason I still have my eyes cuz if let's say you said you found out in 2000 yes sir so you find out in 2000 your eyes are bad and your best friend slash eye doctors telling you if you have anything you want to read you better read it quick and so if that would have happened how many things since 2000 to now 2022 that god's used you and used your heart and used your physical abilities how many of those things wouldn't have been done or couldn't have been done
1: you can say that really you can say that about anybody's life though I mean, how many times has God used you? How many times has God used even a Mm -hmm. non-believer to further his purpose? Yeah. I try, and, and I'm really, I fail at it a lot. I try and think things could be a whole lot worse. And there are definitely people out there with, way worse situations than i have yeah Yeah. um so i really do try and consider and think of how blessed i really am Mm -hmm. but i'm really not always there um you know everybody has their down
0: days yeah um so but you hide them apparently i try i mean i don't know i'm not saying i've never seen you mad yeah i think the most i've ever seen you mad (laughs) is when we showed up one morning to hunt and our tree stand. Oh. We went to go hunt and we have a two person tree stand. And we get there and our tree stand is in the tree and the ladder's gone. Yeah. Yeah. That That's was... the first time I ever heard you cuss yeah. that I can remember. That was And okay. I was like,
1: Oh boy, he is pissed. Yeah, what yeah, that was not a happy time. I was really And that was sad. fifteen years ago. Yeah.
0: That's what's crazy though. Yeah. So I've lived for twenty seven years or twenty 26 years yeah and the time i remember seeing you mad was 15 years ago or better yeah that's pretty impressive yeah. somebody could tell you they the last time they saw me mad this week and i and most people think i'm a pretty happy go lucky is that a, is that the thing happy go lucky yeah yeah a yeah. lot of people say that about me because yeah. all i care about it seems like is making people laugh and smile and stuff but I don't know. I get... That's one thing that I get really pissed off about is and not to get into people that... Oh, man. Let's keep this away from that. But I get really mad at laziness when I see you. Because you... Yeah, I am lazy. (laughs) Shut up. You're like maybe the hardest working person I know. You and Steve Peak. Steve Peake works like a... When he was still physically able to work was, I mean, I, that dude was a workhorse. And same thing with him. Because of a disease yeah. that's wrecked his world, he can no longer outwork people. like, And so you have these limitations. He has these limitations. And then there's people that are perfectly healthy that just choose to be lazy and that and i don't i shouldn't maybe get mad about it but it pisses me off in the way of like man what what would my dad be doing if he had your body or your let's say your eyes if my dad had your eyes what would he be doing yeah because i mean you still you're always doing something i can't well i really don't like to just not be
1: doing something And sometimes that's a, that's a problem because, um, there's times that I should be doing something different and yet I want to be busy working. Um, so what would I be doing different if I had my eyesight fully?
0: Um, what would your dream be? Your dream job right now? If you could pick one thing. I really wish that I and I
1: mean this I really wish that I would have been able to be a firefighter yeah. um and then now with my kind of discovery of how much I enjoy woodworking, I could have done woodworking on the side or construction um, you know, I think that I've thought back, okay, if you could go back and do something different with your career what would I have done? Yeah. I really wish that when I was in high school, I would have kind of tried to pursue construction, whether it was house construction and design. Mm-hmm. I think that looking back now, I would like to be able to have done that yeah. because now I'm kind of the type of person that I like seeing doing a task and seeing that it's finished. Mm-hmm. So I would like to be able to drive by a house and say, yeah, I helped build that a house or
0: something like that. I've seen a post that floats around Facebook that it says something like living with a person that's a contractor or whatever or some sort of, they always, anytime they drive by a house, they're like, oh, I did the floor in there or I did the this. Yeah, I would say that's one of the worst parts about my job. Oh, There's times where it's like you see a house and you're like, I mean, you had a win there. Mm-hmm. I delivered a baby there or whatever. Right. But a lot of the, the houses I drive by that I remember, it's like, ah, you know. Right. But I think that, that is a cool, yeah, interesting thing. That book I'm reading right now, I'll let you borrow it when I'm done. It's insane. Okay. But he talks about how, how much of this city is still alive when you're asleep. And how much is going on when you're in the privacy and comfort of your own home. Right. And it's really, man, it's such a good book. But I don't know how we got on that topic at all. But I have no idea. Do you? And there's no, no way you know. No, no. I got my brain from you. Sorry. Huh. This isn't good.
1: When we were talking about what
0: I do. Let's would talk about I Woodward. Do. Okay. Because that's your thing now. I blind re- man's re- boards. Re- yeah, I enjoy it. Which is one of the greatest names <laughs> in all
1: of... But see, if I wasn't blind, I wouldn't be able to use that name.
0: Yeah, see, and that's what I'm talking about. That right there would you said. <laughs> Although you're joking, and it's like uh, a ha-ha funny. Yeah. No. You're serious and you mean it. Like you find the positive in everything. And if you don't, I call you out on it. Yeah. Almost every time. I I mean, I've heard you like, "Ah, I'm a little frustrated with this or this at work. And I'll be like, oh, well, let's step back and look at the grand scheme. And then it usually takes about 30 seconds and you're like, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. And then we're good. Um, But my blind dad works in a wood shop. With power tools and makes really cool. I'm going to post some. When I post, uh, before this podcast is posted, I'm going to post some of those cutting boards. Oh, okay. But you would say that's like your main thing probably is cutting boards, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: I mean, I would like to be able to do bigger things, mm-hmm. but my shop is really limited, kind of limited. Yeah, yeah, I've got the tools to do different things, but not space. really the space to mm-hmm. be able to build something yeah. Big scale. Yeah.
0: The but, biggest thing I've done is that bookcase for your mom. But Yeah, and I just think... But the cutting boards... Man, I posted yesterday on my story on Snapchat. You know what a story is? Um, yeah, no. A story is like, I make a post, I put a picture, and then anybody can see it for like 24 hours. Okay. And they just click on it or whatever. And I had, I don't know, a dozen people reach out Ooh, that reminds me of something i had like a dozen people reach out just talking about how crazy and each time i push your cutting boards um that's what happens but like your cutting boards usually are like 3d make you feel like you're on drugs when you look at them type stuff yeah which is cool yeah it it i like the more involved things really it requires you to be way more precise yeah yeah. Like a sixteenth of an inch on a dresser might not make much of a difference. Yeah. But on your boards, that's like a mile. Right. That would make a big difference. And even if you don't see it right at the beginning, because of how many times you cut and glue at the end, that sixteenth could turn into Right. a lot. Yeah, it grows. Right, right. So that's kind of, would you say that's like your biggest passion in life right now? Um. Yeah, probably. And that, see,
1: that could be a problem too, because... There's things that I probably should be doing more than like what? losing myself out in the shop. Um, Well, spend more time with my wife. Yeah. Spend more time with my boys. But I get out there in the shop and I feel like I'm there 30 minutes and I've been there three hours. Right. So it's really easy for me to get out there and lose track mm-hmm. and just get plugged into doing that.
0: And I, But I really enjoy it. But and how many of those things that you fall in love with in the shop though are you gifting to your wife um, and your boys? That's the same. Yeah. Yeah. Most. I would say those are appreciated. Yeah. However, your boys yeah. hate you, except for me. They all move away and yeah. suck. <laughs> well, I mean, you have to. I'm loyal. Yeah, you are. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, Corey, and Nick, and really, sorry the, about
1: it. Nick is kind of the really what got me started doing the boards. Um, When I first started doing, really started doing woodworking, I was making, I saw a video on um, YouTube that a guy made a AR-15 magazine loader. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to make one of those. So I watched his video 150 times and finally was able to copy what he made. Right. And I was doing that in the garage with, I had a little bitty tabletop table saw
0: and uh miter saw. And you're filling the, which by the way, there's a lot of husbands right now that need to take notes on this. This is a very important part. People complain, husbands always want to shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You decide to set up shop in the garage. Yeah. And you fill the garage and the house with enough tables or uh, enough sawdust <laughs> and mom's car with enough sawdust. Yeah. yeah. She's like, We're getting you a shop. Yeah. And you're like, I mean, I I don't know if we should, but yeah. 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 Now I Make her feel like she's the one that yeah. wants the shop. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. I. it was stirring
1: up too much dust in the house and so Bonnie got the idea of you getting a shop, and I'm like, at first I was, no, we're not going to spend that type of money to get a shop. I'll just stop doing woodworking. Mm-hmm. And deep inside, I'm thinking, really? Okay, <laughs>
0: <laughs> you got to act like you don't want yeah, it a little yeah, bit.
1: You yeah. yeah. Oh, so, man. are you sure? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and my shop isn't really anything spectacular, but it it sure it's heated nice. And cooled and, it's nice. I mean, how yeah, it's you're heated going? in the winter and cooled in the summer, and has the tools that I need to do, the things that I need to do. But Um. Nick came to me and uh, said that he wanted a cutting board. Well, texted me or phoned me, either one, and said that he'd been looking at cutting boards at uh, kitchen shops in Kansas City and they were too expensive. And he asked if it's something I thought I could figure out how to do. Nick. So I started watching YouTube videos and found one that I really liked and watched it two hundred and fifty times and finally was able to copy it. Too expensive.
0: That hmm. dude's got more money and knows what to do with. Well. He's it's an inside joke that I'm it. not gonna talk about on this podcast. Yeah. But he's gonna this is a test to see if he's actually listened to see if thing. he really watches. Yeah. In fact, you wanna hear something? He calls me yesterday. Two days ago maybe. Hey, uh, we're coming up to Kansas City the end of January. Really? We're trying to save money on a hotel. Uh. Oh. You think we could stay at your house the 27th and I'm like I mean, of course I said yes, but, Yeah. But yeah, but did he I call mean, your mother or me? Open up some. That's the thing. Did he call mom or me? Works. Probably not. No. He's a schmuck. Yeah. I mean, anyway. Again, just more strikes on them and yeah. Making me the man. But that's kind of how the, the woodworking,
1: cutting boards anyway, started out. Is And then
0: you just, I mean, dove in.
1: Uh, yeah, you could maybe kind of say that. It's an ocean. Yeah, it is a deep ocean.
0: So, but I enjoy it. Yeah, clearly. So going back to... I asked you about if you could pick one job, and you said... <clears throat> being a firefighter would be cool or whatever. Um, what What do you think makes, what brings you the most joy in your life, pride in your life? So, okay, for example, or I don't know that this is an example. I was talking to my friend Agnes the other day. Shout out to Agnes. She forces me to do cardio every day. And, um, I was talking to her about firefighting or taking pride in stuff or something. And I said, I know that my dad is proud of me. Or I said, I think I'm I think my dad's proud of me and I think 5-year-old Caleb in his little costume would be very proud of me today. Yeah. And I said, that brings me joy knowing that. I said if if somebody at works work wants to complain about me for I mop the floor wrong or whatever we, we want to complain about. Um, I know those things, and those keep me going. And not only do I know they're true, I, I don't want to fail those things. Uh-huh. So, like, if I'm ever feeling sorry for myself or whatever, a lot of time my brain goes to you because it's like, that dude ain't, he's not, I mean, what, what would he be doing if he was in my position? It's the same way as me saying I get pissed when I see lazy people. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Myself in the same shoes, uh, it's. I, I, it seems to hold me to a higher standard when I think of, of that stuff like, less about me being proud of how I did. Like, how can I do this that would mirror what you would do in um, my work ethic or whatever I'm working on? <clears throat> And then the same with, like, how I treat people. Um, Like, obviously, I always want to strive for, and I pray often for, God, give me the eyes to see somebody the way that you see them. Wow, yeah. And that, man, sometimes that sucks. Yeah, yeah. Because he'll reveal it. Right. And I'll see somebody in a situation where I don't want to see them like Jesus at that time. Right. And then it happens, and it's like, ah, my heart just gets wrecked. It's like, I'd rather not be teary eyed right now, you know, but I pray for that often. And that's, I think what we're supposed to strive for is to love people and treat people like Jesus. And then it's really cool to see somebody who I'm close to, AKA you, who it's like, I want to strive to love people and treat people like you do Mm -hmm. and make people feel how you make them feel. And I feel it's attainable. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. I'm not. I'll never be able to treat somebody or love somebody like Jesus truly does. I'll never right. get that right. actually no. in my head. No, but I can see how you love and treat people, and be like, I want to attain that and strive well, for that. Does that make sense? I don't know yes, if that makes does. sense. I'm yes, not it does. And I mean,
1: them. that makes me um, proud that maybe I've done a good job. Did trying to raise you. Do you feel like you have? At times. At times I think I could have done a whole lot better. Like on what? Um just more being there for you. You don't think you're there for me? uh I don't know. Sometimes
0: I was too busy. What well, what? Okay. You're i I'll fight you on this podcast, dude. Okay. You were always there. I feel like. Well, good. I in fact. And I do not want to play the comparison game because comparison's the thief of joy. I get that. But when I do look at like some of my friends' dads or people I know, their dads and their relationship with their dads, like mine is like I'm thankful for mine, my relationship. I feel like we have a really solid relationship. Mm -hmm. And you lived or not, you lived, you as a dad paralleled. To me, what Christianity is. So, here's what I'm trying to say. So, like, religion to me is, oh, no, I did something bad. Um, my dad's going to be pissed. That's religion. So, okay. we have this checkbox. I got to meet all these standards in order for God to love me. Okay. Christianity, and a relationship with Jesus to me, is, oh, man, I screwed up. I need to run to my dad. And that's how there's a parallel for me with my relationship with you that like, I feel like you love me enough. You trust me enough, or I can trust you enough that like, if I have an issue, I can run to you and know that like he's not going to, he's going to love me through this regardless Mm -hmm. of what it is. He's not going to be, I'm not saying I never upset you as a kid. Obviously you're a dad, like discipline is important, right? but your discipline was always graceful. And your discipline was always – I can only remember one time in my life where your discipline was you were pissed. And you didn't, like, beat me up by any means. But I remember we were playing football in the front yard, me, Dylan, and Isaac. And you came out once. We were playing. It was, like, warm I – mean, it had to have been, like, March. It was warm outside, but there was snow that had just melted or was. And you came out, and you were like, hey, it's time for dinner. Everybody needs to go. I was like, okay, one more play. You're like, okay, one more play. And we kept playing, and you came out once more, and we're like, hey, you boys need to go home. Caleb needs to eat. We're like, okay, one more play. And you're like, no, no more plays. And you went back inside, and I think you let us play for a while, just just to think that we won. Hmm. Like, you got it. And then I remember you coming out, and you grabbed me by the ear and (laughs) dragged me inside, and we're like, and my buddies took off running. And the next day at school, they were like, dude, we wondered if your dad was going to kill you. <laughs> but, like, well, every all instances that I can remember of you disciplining us was, like, you'd always give us a speech before you spanked us. Like, we wouldn't screw up, and you'd come after us with a hand. You'd sit us down, which was almost worse for anxiety because, mm-hmm. like, Mom would be like... <laughs> You just wait till your dad gets home. And it's like, oh no! Yeah. And I'd like try to clean the house, clean my room, like try to really kiss up to mom. Yeah. Maybe she'd forget to tell you. Never were. Never, never. All forgot. I did was chores for nothing. Your phone's ringing. I'm sorry. You're good. Um, but you would always be like, I'm doing this because I love you. I want to show you that actions have discipline or actions have uh, consequences. consequences. Right. And so this is how we're going to discipline in this. And it was it gave me or you were at least attempting to give me a set of eyes to see a set of eyes to see kind of what why is this happening? Okay. Like so that helped me in the way of what I'm saying I'm not thinking that screwing up you're going to come after me and be mad at me or make me not feel loved. Good. If that makes sense. But it anyways, does. I understand. Yeah, your original question. Holy smokes, I just rambled for 10 minutes without letting you answer your question. What makes me proud, gives
1: me joy, and makes me proud. You're not allowed to say Jesus, because okay. that's a cop-out Bible school okay. answer. Okay. Um, knowing that my boys are all um, productive, uh, functioning parts of society, and not a drain on society, Mm-hmm. Makes me happy, makes me proud. Um, you know, with four sons, uh, it. I mean, it's. I don't know what the odds would be that. Um, everybody turned out pretty even keeled. Yeah, know we I mean? could have went a lot of directions. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Do you think when I was in high school, you had? Did you guys ever, like, question you and mom, like, man, this kid. No, no. Really? No, no, really. Because, I mean, I, was, I remember the biggest stresses in high school of, like, frustrating you and mom was just because my school, schoolwork. Yeah, you I weren't mean, I was very terrible. studious. Yeah. I just didn't care. very studious, yeah, yeah. Which is so interesting, because I love education. I love yeah. being educated, yeah. and I love right. learning. Right. And now I even love reading. Yeah. I remember. I I, I, I taught-
1: didn't ever expect that. To come out of your mouth. I I love to read. Last year,
0: but we read different. I won't read like the fiction garbage. That's boring. I got to read something that I'm getting something from. Yeah, or learning. But when I was first quarantined, first time I was quarantined, or maybe when I had COVID, I ordered like 30 books off of Amazon. Right, and told mom, and she was like, "Is this Caleb?" Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) She responded with like. Whose number is this? Right. I think my contacts are screwed up. But uh, yeah, because I I read one book. I told Cody this last last week. I read one book in fourth grade, Cabin on Trouble Creek. Yeah. It is fiction. I'd like to read that book again. I should buy it. You should. It was a good book. It was the first time that I read something where when people talked about, I just couldn't put it down. I actually understood that. Yeah. And would potentially even say there was never... From what I know, there was never a movie about it, but like I enjoyed that book so much. I could, I could comprehend when people would say the movie was, or the book was so much better than the movie. Okay. Cause most times I'm like, that's so dumb. Yeah. Um, and then obviously I had a lot of wild stuff happen in like 2018. And then I, last year I tried to read 50 books and I got to like 37 or something. Yeah. And it's like, man, people, my teachers would be just shocked. I think so. I think so. <laughs> um. But yeah, I I feel like I I think if there was a kid to go off in a wrong direction of us, it would have been me. But at the same time, I could also say that I can I can say why I think my grades sucked. One, I didn't care about anything I was learning, mm-hmm. and I knew I wasn't going to college, which Silver Lake I would consider like a college prep school. Right. So there are teachers that are like. He's not going to go to college, so we don't really care. Like, yeah, I would say that there's teachers um, like that, everywhere. and I don't want to. I don't want to talk bad, but there are teachers that are better and worse than others, and I can remember specific teachers that were incredible for me. Um, that knew like this kid doesn't want this kid wants to be a fireman. How can I teach him? as a teacher, how can I teach him to be better for society and teach him about life? They maybe didn't care so much about... Because they knew I didn't care about how to solve the new math problem. They knew I did not care. So they were able to be an amazing teacher in breaking down surface-level stuff and getting kind of past just schooling and then being a teacher and really impacting me in that way. And... But I just wanted, I mean, I wanted to be a fireman and I didn't care about what I was learning and I wanted to make people laugh in class. Right. Did I, I mean, I sucked. There was people that hated me because of that, but that's okay. Yeah. Because I made some people laugh and I mean, I'll trash a room to get a laugh out of one person. (laughs) Yeah. So, but I would say that, so I can, I guess I'm saying that I can look back and know that why I was a terrible student. It's because I just didn't want to be, I didn't care about. Yeah. If they had been like, hey, at 14, you can go get on the fire department, I would have been like, bye. Right, right. Um, I was the same way during school, but I didn't know
1: what I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. I didn't like school. I didn't like studying. Yeah. And so, but
0: we both made it through it, and so. We did. One thing. Do you have anything else you want to say specifically, or talk about? No, I think that I think, not. Yeah, I'm good. So I'm gonna post about blind man's boards, and anything can be purchased, I imagine. But another thing I want to talk about that's like one of my favorite new traditions with you. Anybody that follows me on. My private social medias, so Snapchat and Instagram, and by private I mean you don't have them, so you can't see my posts. Yeah, but every year, your birthday rolls around in November. Yeah, it's strange. November third, every comes comes back every year. And about (laughs) five years ago, maybe, (laughs) as a joke, yeah, I posted on my Snapchat story, it's Papa Chalk's birthday. We all love him. If you don't know him, just trust me. You'd love him. Here's his phone number. Text him. I don't care who Oops. you are. I don't care if you've ever met me. If whatever, but text him and uh, tell him happy birthday. And I don't know. You maybe got a lot of texts that I first year, few, and you didn't yeah, know any yeah. of them. No. no and each no. year, I was like, all right, we're gonna just make it. I mean, I have people message me before I make the post because they'll see your name pop up on Facebook. Yeah. They'll be like, hey, don't forget yeah. to put your dad's number out today. Yeah. And it's turned into a... It's I gotten mean, really big. you're getting messages from people that I don't know. Yeah. And yeah. in fact, I know that because this year I posted, I accidentally put my number instead of yours. Oh, really? <laughs> and I was getting texts and I was like, oh, crap. So I went and deleted it. But one of the texts I got was from somebody I don't know. Still don't know who it was. Or actually, I think I know... She told me who she was, but I've never met her, seen uh-huh. her, or anything like that. Uh-huh. And she sent this message about Happy Birthday. Um I didn't grow up with a dad and the way that your son talks about you um is really awesome to see. Yeah. And it's I'm sure you're a great dad, so just want to tell you happy birthday. And I'm like, man, these people that don't even know yeah. me. Yeah. It's like one of the coolest little traditions yeah. and it's just hilarious. It was way funnier yeah. the first year because yeah. You didn't expect I, yeah, it. Yeah, I didn't have a clue. Whereas now you're getting these unknown your numbers and you're just like, "Oh, Caleb must have put my phone number out to the public again." Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. but I, uh, yeah. I think it's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, it's fun. And she ended up probably messaging
1: you. Yes, she did, as a matter of fact. And mm-hmm. yeah, what did you? you yeah, respond? I yes, I did. And I actually most of them I just say, "Okay, yeah, thank you." <laughs> um, you know. Yeah. For most of them, I did. But, right. And, you know, with my memory, I don't remember things really good. Names are really mm-hmm. bad. Yeah. But I did um, send a message to her, and mm-hmm. I have her phone number and her name, and I don't recall it right now, but, yeah.
0: Saved, like, yeah, re- save, let it, me know it put if you in my reading Yeah, yeah, I did. See, I said, that's awesome.
1: You know, she said that she didn't grow up with a dad um, that would have – cared the way you care about me or i care mm-hmm. about you and i just said hey if you ever need a dad you need somebody to talk to that's awesome let me know so but i haven't heard from her since my birthday but well, so she must be doing pretty good that's a good sign yeah
0: yeah it is maybe you'll talk to her yeah, again in november next year maybe well but yeah that gets pretty big every year yeah it's awesome yeah i'm pretty happy about that one. um i don't think i have anything else i had a bunch of stuff wrote down but i don't remember i think we other. covered most of it really Cool the cool thing is, think. I know the guy who runs this podcast, and yeah. we can uh, have you on again, I'm s- certain, Maybe. at some point. if people. Yeah. But I guess I just wanted kind of people to see your, hear some of your stories and see your mindset with life and why you. And I feel like I probably disrespectfully took the spotlight in some, because I talk too much. No. But just to kind of see the framework of why you are, why you are the way that you are. Yeah. Well, (laughs) um, I don't know if I really explained
1: why I am the way I am, but there's always, there's always something, there's always somebody out there worse off than me Mm -hmm. always. And I mean, it's like the guy who, um, jumped off the roof and, um, Every floor he passes, so far so good, so far so good.
0: Yep. <laughs> yeah. Another stupid dad joke. We love those. But so anyway. I think we hit the mic probably sixteen times. Um, um, more, and now everybody more, knows it's more you're than blind ten and, and less it. than thirty. So, so. that's good. Yeah. yeah, it's better than. I mean, you're probably going to be the record holder. Uh, if I'm, I'm not, find I'll another be, blind person, to be. Yeah, honest.
1: you gotta. Find somebody else is blind. Yeah. You absolutely. do have a buddy who does jiu-jitsu that's blind. I, that would be nice to hear him talk. I don't have a buddy. I know a
0: guy. You though, know that, a guy who's blind um, that does jiu-jitsu. Two. I met one in Wichita, and I met one in – there's a guy that trains it um, in Lawrence. Right. That are both 100% blind, and it's so – and they're both – the dude in uh, Lawrence, I believe, is a purple belt. I mean, he wrecks people's yeah, worlds. That's that's and has crazy. No eyes. That's crazy to me. It's it is sweet, and yeah. it's just uh, yeah. he did a podcast with a guy once and kind of explained how it how it looks for him, or you know, yeah, how right. To, uh, but like how to kind of fight through that obstacle, and it's just insane. Yeah, but anyway well Well, thanks for having me on here yeah we should
1: um hope i didn't bore everybody too much and
0: yeah who cares i bore people every dude i don't i mean i don't even think mom watches at this point (laughs) um (laughs) she yeah she does she does she told me she has nick watches because he'll message me like halfway in so i'm excited to see what he messages me when i yeah when i was talking crap on him yeah um I don't think we got anything else. Okay. Let's wrap this thing up. Okay. Love
1: you. Love you too. Thanks. Oh, yeah.